the microbiome is the microorganisms that populate our digestive system and that are responsible for the way we absorb food and the way we digest the food, if you like. Fasting, integrative medicine and inspiration. The Buchinger Wilhelmi Amplius program, where tradition meets innovation. As pioneers of fasting, we share our insights gained from a century of fasting experience and present fascinating results from the latest fasting research. We will talk to leading experts about fasting and aspects of integrative mind and body medicine, including nutrition, exercise, relaxation and mindfulness techniques to inspire you to live a long, healthy and fulfilling life. Hello everyone, welcome to this new episode on the topic of microbiome. Today I'm here with Dr. Françoise Wilhelmi de Toledo, who is the scientific director of the Buchinger Wilhelmi Clinics. My name is Leo Wilhelmi. I am the managing director of the Buchinger Wilhelmi Clinic in Germany. And my first question about this topic of microbiome uh, that everybody is nowadays aware of because it's been widely covered in, uh, in, in newspapers and in articles and in the overall science of nutrition and fasting. So my first question to you um, is, what is the microbiome? What, how can we try to grasp the topic of microbiome? Well, first, it's a little jungle we have in our digestive system. Of course, in under, uh, other parts of our body, we are also colonized by a lot of microorganisms. But in the digestive system, very specially, it's mainly bacteria from many families, but also viruses, uh, yeasts, fungi, mm -hmm. and of course, the pathological inhabitants like parasites or others. You can imagine that this whole little populations, they leave out of the food we ingest and after from the rest of the digestion. And this food uh, for them is dependent on the way we digest the nutrition that we absorb. You know, it's all dependent on the way we absorb the food and we digest it. So if you digest very improperly, then you will have other families of bacteria growing from these rests. Then so it's uh, the microbiome is the microorganisms that populate our digestive system and that are responsible for the way we absorb food and the way we digest the food, if you like. They're not really directly in charge of digesting. This is our digestive organs, but they finish the digestion and sometimes they perfectionate it. If we have badly digested something, then a population of bacteria will just grow to finish the digestion. And maybe this can be pathological also. They can produce gas. And when you don't, the things that don't smell well are not ourselves. It's yeah. always our bacteria. So it's interdependent. Mm -hmm. At least... When you start fasting, then of course you don't feed them anymore or just with very, very little, like by the Buchinger Wilhelmi fasting program, we have 200, 250 calories with some juices from mm -hmm. vegetable broth. And this is not a, a big food for them. Mm -hmm. So they will suddenly say, hey, uh, no food is coming anymore. We must add that the cells feed not only, uh, the microbiome doesn't feed only on the food and the food rests, 
but they feed also on our cells, you know, our organs in, are permanently in uh, reconstruction. So we eliminate with desquamate, it's called eliminate the cells, and there we have little microorganisms we feed out, uh, out of it. And so when you stop eating, we, were, we have seen that we have a total change, also a switch, not only a metabolic switch, but a switch in the microbiome. Mm -hmm. It's colonized by other uh, microorganisms than the ones who colonize us when we are eating. So mm -hmm. two different modes of being, fasting and eating, uh, determine different populations of microorganisms in our intestine. And there is something like a healthy microbiome and there is something like a like a unhealthy microbiome. This is now very much under uh, intensive research. Mm -hmm. uh, we can say that when there is a lot of diversity, this is very healthy. Mm -hmm. And when you eat junk food permanently, then you will diminish the diversity. Now, for every type of food and um, nutritional uh, habits, you have different microbiomes. So you cannot still say, oh, this is normal, this is abnormal, but you have criteria to evaluate more or less. Mm -hmm. For us, the most important thing was to say, is the fasting deleterious? for our microbiome, are we doing harm to them? Mm -hmm. Which is very, very, for us, not very possible since fasting is necessary to survive for animals and humans. So it's made a long evolution and everybody has fasted one or the other time. And we know that it's no, not a problem, but still it's nice to document it. Mm -hmm. So this is why... Um, so what have you documented? How does fasting affect the microbiome? We had uh, 16 healthy men doing 10 days of fasting and we took a stool examination at the beginning, uh, during, at the end of the fasting, after food reintroduction, mm -hmm. uh, four days, and after three months where they came back and we could have stool samples again. Mm -hmm. And what we could observe is that the families of bacteria that are used to feed on rests of our food absorption, they diminish considerably. And the other ones who feed on the desquamated cells and on the production of the intestine, they are enhanced. So you can really say no food, they just diminished. Mm -hmm. But you have a phenomenon that is not very well known in fasting, uh, except from scientists, is that you have a shrinkage of the organs during the fasting and you shrink your mucosal wall. So you have a lot of cells that desquamate and fall into the lumen of the digestive tract. And so the cells who like that food, they just thrive. And when we saw the healthy men, three months afterwards, they had regained the same microbiome than at the beginning, uh, except we had more production, uh, more bacteria who produce short chain fatty acids, which are very good. So there is an improvement. We don't know if it's a fasting or maybe because after the fasting they ate uh, more uh, healthy. But anyway, we could document there is no deleterious effects in healthy persons. And we said... So, so just to make that clear, so there's no uh, delete, deletion of, so there's no, uh, you don't take away healthy parts of the microbiome. 
Well, we don't take them really away. Maybe they just diminish. Like if you cut your loan, you know, you will have a diminution and they stay dormant. Mm -hmm. And when you re-put the food in your system, uh, then they just uh, come up again. So if you are a healthy person, you might have a healthy microbiome. So this finding was extremely interesting because you switch um, microbiome. And if you have a disease which might have his reflection in your microbiome or be caused by a, an healthy microbiome, unhealthy microbiome, then you might hope that when you have switched that down, you go back to food in a way and to a new lifestyle where you don't reanimate the bad bacteria, but you try to uh, replant mm -hmm. uh, good ones and restore your diversity and the healthy bacteria. So we are still in the field where so many things are being are just being discovered every day. For us, the most important thing is to say it's safe. And we, as you know, we do every other day an enema, and we can also say, okay, enema seems to favor the microbiome mm. normal evolution. It's very interesting what you say because the effects of the microbiome, so. We're sort of shedding the first light on the microbiome and the effect of fasting on the microbiome. But I think we already know that uh, the microbiome is responsible for a lot more than just what happens in the digestive system. Don't you agree? There's something like the saying, I have a gut feeling. Yes, the gut feeling probably is a popular expression to reflect the fact that we have neurons in the digestive system, especially in the intestine. And the interesting thing is that it's not neurons that get receive orders, but they, they give information to the brain. So maybe we can imagine that it's called the second brain, that the environment of our digestive system with this little, this huge population of, of individuals and microorganisms, if they are like this, they send an information that can, in, for instance, influence our mood in a positive way mm -hmm. or give other information according to that, that say, not good, and our mood goes down. So this is a hypothesis, but at least there is clear that the digestive system and the mood has a very clear link. Melancholia, this is the black bile that has mm. had to do with the secretion of the mm. gallbladder. And uh, you see many, many relationships with that. Fasting affects the microbiome in a way where we sort of see a little shrinkage and afterwards a regrowth, a growth period. We have the link to feelings, to, to the gut feeling, if you like. Uh, so I think there's a lot of interesting combinations to future observation, to future research. What we can really add is that the period where you uh, reanimate your microbiome, if you want, mm -hmm. you rebuild partly also, it's the period where you reintroduce the food. Mm -hmm. And we know that this period is in incredibly important. You shouldn't really underestimate the power. It's a regeneration phase on the one side. And on the other side, if you eat slowly, you chew a lot, mm -hmm. you choose the food very thoroughly and you have only organic food, 
mostly vegetarian at the beginning, you can maintain the positive effects and probably rebuild a good microbiome mm -hmm. if this one was pathological. This, this, is, is, this is a very interesting topic because our eating and our food intake has dramatically changed over the last yes. 50 to 100 years. The food that we consume now is also industrially... Um, Ultra processed. It's processed, so the effects on the microbiome from what I know, are, are only seen in long-term periods, so we can... Yes, of course, on long-term periods, but also on short terms, because it has been documented that if you change your eating habits and eat only junk food, in few days, you lose a big quantity of good uh, bacterial families. Mm -hmm. So it goes very quickly. What we know is, for instance, that in rheumatologic diseases like polyarthritis, it has been very good published. Mm -hmm. If you go, you, you have an extraordinary improvement of the joint pains, of the mobility, of the inflammation. But if you go back to the food you ate before uh, very quickly, then you have a relapse. Mm -hmm. And the only study really who showed a long maintenance of the positive effects and even a bettering after the fasting were when um, the uh, subjects were given a vegan nutrition during the first three months, reintroducing one food item after the other one and stayed long periods vegetarian with very strict guidelines. Mm -hmm. So. I think in this regeneration period after the fasting, there is an extraordinary um, healing potential and maintaining potential, which has still not been uh, understood enough. Mm -hmm. And in intermittent fasting, sometimes it's just neglected. I hear sometimes, yes, when you have fasted, then you go back to your, your usual eating habits. Mm -hmm. And if you want to use the fasting therapeutically, this period after the fasting is probably as important as the fasting itself. Thank you very much for sharing uh, your knowledge. If you'd like to learn more about fasting, please look at our show notes. We have lots of information in there and stay tuned for another episodes and other topics. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah.